Hello folks, welcome to the BoomerCast. I am Bee, a nerd mom who loves cartoons so much that I not only do I want to discuss them, but I also want to compare the episodes to what I went through growing up, and I also want to open up a conversation with you awesome people who decided to give the podcast a try. So feel free to follow me on social media, the links will be in the description. For now, let's sit back and enjoy Arthur's Baby and DW's Baby. Now, if I remember correctly, which, to be fair, I don't know every single detail about my elementary school years, but sometimes these episodes bring up some memories anyways. I have at least seen this book in the primary elementary school library, either at the book sale or as part of the inventory. This was a story meant for older kids, definitely, at least in my opinion, and older in a sense of them having an age gap of more than four years between them and their younger siblings. And I give that opinion because I do have a younger sibling, but we're two years apart, so I don't think I had the cognizance to ponder about having a younger sibling. The younger sibling just happened. I mean, even with DW, Arthur was old enough to realize that he was going to be a big brother, since he's about five years older than her. Then again, kids remember things differently at different ages. By the way, if you hear any jingling, it's, uh, the new cats that are in the house, so sorry about that. Anyways, in this dual episode, Arthur is going first in sort of giving his perspective when he is, for the first time, responsible with his baby sister Kate. I'll go on ahead and say that this is more of a flashback episode, so again, it doesn't exactly fit in when it first released, chronologically speaking, of course. The episode opens with Kate's first birthday. And as we've seen from other episodes with Kate before, she definitely takes her coloring from her dad, David. Whereas Arthur and D.W. seem to have the darker coloring of their mother, Jane. This isn't a race thing, I just didn't think that aardvarks came with different pelt colors. And maybe as Kate is getting older, she might actually get the darker coloring of her siblings and her mom. Although that theory kind of just doesn't hold much water later on in a different episode, so. The family is shocked that Kate isn't using her proper cutlery at one years old. Or maybe they're just surprised that she has the dexterity to shove cake in her face. I'm just saying, my kid, who... my only one so far, they smeared cake all over them, and I don't think I ever gasped like that. Arthur then mildly shades Kate, I guess, by stating that we've all done dopey things as babies, and he imagines his friend Buster eating everything within reach of the grocery store, as well as his teacher Ratburn writing math problems on the wall as a toddler. Okay, I was kind of re-watching this, so sorry about the laugh. The picture of Jane as a baby telling people to clean their room was pretty funny, and it was hyperbolic, which is not lacking in cartoons like this. Still, Arthur remarks that since his baby sister is getting older, he kind of misses Kate as a baby, and DW is all about calling him out on that. After the title card, we see DW and Arthur having a grape-eating contest, one that DW wins, but it's interrupted by the news from their parents that they are going to have another baby. DW is pretty excited, and Arthur, who has been through this before, I guess he's just letting it sink in. The next day, I guess Arthur is just still in so much shock or just so flabbergasted about getting a new sibling that he doesn't pay attention when he wrestles Binky in P.E. 
And then again, I think Sue Ellen is the only kid that can take on Binky and flip him too. Quick question for the guys, I guess, or the older guys in the audience. Um, is wrestling just a boy thing? Because I do not remember wrestling in PE at all, like not even in middle school, let alone elementary school. So let me know, uh, either on social media, if you guys actually did wrestling in PE, or if it was just a boys thing, or if it was like a time thing. Anyways, Binky even mocks Arthur, because apparently Binky knows that Arthur is going to have another younger sibling. Perks of being in a small town, I guess? Actually, if I remember correctly, Binky's mom is a nurse, so maybe she's the talkative type, and that's how he found out. Sorry for the stretch. Back to the episode. It's because of that that Arthur remember or Arthur imagines having a younger sibling who is constantly crying and crying so loudly that it interferes with everyday interactions. The cries are even as loud as the sirens outside the house in this scenario. I mean, Arthur can't even enjoy Muffy's pool, and the kids still keep taunting about the baby. How Arthur would have to change dirty diapers, and the others are just laughing about it. And this is so funny that it apparently cured Brain's fear of water, because that kid is just chuckling it up in the pool. Buster tries to help out by taping a boot to Arthur's face later on that day. And after pulling the boot off and riding around town, Arthur just sees babies everywhere. And he's just trying to justify his feelings. And he wonders why everyone is making a big deal about babies, since they don't seem to do much. I mean, kids right in retrospect, first year was pretty quiet with my kid. Though, babies are different, so I shouldn't really be making such a blanket statement about them all. Some are loud, and some are just quiet. Buster does agree with Arthur in his own way, but he mainly tries to make lemonade out of Arthur's lemons. And Buster offers that maybe the baby could help Arthur make money with magic tricks or help him with homework. It is kind of fascinating that Arthur's daydreams about the baby being a lighter color are pretty spot on. Although, again, this could be more of an age thing. Maybe in the case of aardvarks, they're just lighter colored and then they get darker as they get older. But again, the imaginings of the baby's, I guess, pelt color, not the whole magic trick thing, or being smart enough to do homework at one years old. But Buster and Francine just keep riding his butt about the baby, and I can't help but wonder, of all the things to make fun of a kid, having a new sibling? Oh well, different times, I guess. The taunting is getting to Arthur, to the point where he is tossing and turning in his bed. His mom, who is pretty far along at this point, says she thinks that he's excited for the baby, to which Arthur is like, oh yeah, that baby is always on my mind. The next day, Buster and Arthur are at work, or at the park, rather, <laughs> and Arthur feels as ready as he'll ever be for the baby. That's when a stroller of triplets is wheeled by, and Buster asks if, asks if Arthur is ready for more than one baby. I'm not sure if my interjection of what I would do today in that scenario as the parent is considered in the nostalgic part of the podcast, but here it goes. Again, I wasn't old enough to be mentally prepared for, uh, for having a younger sibling. Sometimes that's just how it happens. But at the same time, I'm wondering if Arthur and DW were just left alone for the most part, uh, or just out of the entire process of the... <clears throat> Uh, baby baking. Obviously, I don't, I, I don't think either kid happened in on the baby making, but I'd imagine DW 
would have at least been on been been to one ultrasound visit so she could see the baby. And if that were the case, she clearly did that off screen. Arthur comes back from his visit with Buster, and DW is excited to show her big brother how to put a diaper on a baby. I don't know, maybe he was just too young at the time to change DW's diaper, but I think he would have known more by now. Jane, their mom, is feeling a little nostalgic, and she turns on the TV to show old footage of Arthur and DW when they were babies. Later on, she packs her hospital bag, and DW even gives her mom a picture to help her make another perfect kid. We then see Arthur and DW bouncing down the stairs the next day in a contest to see who can get down the fastest. It kind of reminded me of two other memories that involve stairs. Well, one mainly involves stairs in a big box. What? We were bored, and don't give bored kids a big box and some stairs. Anyways, DW says she wins, but I guess she's just playing around with him, and the kids go to the kitchen to see their grandma Thora cooking breakfast. On the one hand, and in the context of my own family, I do have to commend the Reeds for their tight-knit family living fairly close together, so that Arthur and DW aren't stranded at the house or have to wait in the waiting room of the hospital with their dad. Then I thought, well, Jane and David have done this twice before, so the plans are already ironed out to begin with. Grandma Thora tells the kids that their mom and dad had to go to the hospital, as well as the news that they are getting a baby sister. D.W. is doing cartwheels with joy about it, and Arthur is, well, maybe he was hoping for a brother, I guess. Or maybe he's just still trying to absorb that he's having another sibling. Arthur and D.W. then go with their dad to the hospital to see the baby. In another old cliche from cartoons where there's a nursery with a window that people can just look at babies all the time if they wanted to. I don't know, maybe it was an actual thing back then, or maybe they did eventually take my kid to that nursery at the hospital after they were born. Everything was just kind of a blur, to be honest. Although, I do remember singing Cindy Lauper's Time After Time as my kid's very first lullaby in the hospital. Arthur's parents eventually come home with the baby, and I gotta say, I am impressed with the change of clothes on the Reed parents. You typically see Jane in jeans and her pink sweater as well as David in his usual getup. But Jane's actually wearing a dress in this episode, which makes me wonder if baby Kate was born during a warmer season. Mainly because the few times that we've seen Jane in a dress, it usually is during the summertime or in the springtime. Arthur eventually holds baby Kate for a family picture, and she almost immediately cries as he's holding her. So for Arthur's perspective of this episode, he kind of just disengages with Kate, because he thinks that he makes her cry, and he genuinely feels bad about it. He even started to really like his baby sister when he first saw her come home. He even vents to his friends at school that he thinks that his baby sister hates him, since she cries any time he comes near her. Later on, his mom wants to go upstairs for something, so she asks Arthur to watch over Kate. I may be stretching or projecting here, but maybe his mom wants to get Arthur to bond with Kate after maybe seeing Arthur run away one too many times when Kate starts crying. Either way, Arthur hesitantly agrees, and before Arthur can give Kate her pacifier, DW just swoops on in with her nurse's kit and outfit to save the day. But Kate still cries. After Kate is pacified well by her pacifier, the doorbell rings. It's Buster and Francine, and they want to play with Arthur. And though DW tells Buster and Francine that Arthur is still babysitting, 
She is proud to show off her baby sister to these two kids. So I'm guessing that Buster and Francine are the first kids to see Kate then, eh? The pacifier ends up not working. Neither does a bottle, much to DW's subtle panic. DW then hands Kate to Arthur and goes to get a clean diaper. And as she's gone, Arthur is able to finally get Kate to like him by burping her. Kate even gives Arthur a kiss, which Buster of course thinks is gross. DW's baby is basically DW's perspective of baby Kate, but we start out with some footage of Arthur's first birthday before he had glasses, back when many first firsts were video recorded. Arthur is kind of proud of his younger self for, being, for sneezing on his mom before showing us the footage of DW's birthday. And in this case, because Arthur is older, he tries to show the one-year-old DW how to blow the candles out. To which, DW just fans the plate on the candle to blow it out. Fan, yeah, fans the plate on the candle to blow it out, which is pretty ingenious, I guess. No, actually it is pretty smart for a one-year-old. Then we see that it's Kate's birthday, which... I guess because it's from a different perspective, that Kate went from a larger piece of cake she smeared all over herself in the previous episode to a cupcake. It's then that Arthur tells DW that he remembers how DW reacted to Kate in the beginning. And with DW's baby, DW is super stoked to have a sister. And she has the expectation that Kate was going to come home as a carbon copy of DW. Able to walk, talk, play, and everything else. Let's just say she's learned a bit more since then. Kate is a baby at this time, so all Kate will do is sleep, eat, cry, and fill up her diaper. DW is the last to leave the bedroom, as she just stares at her sleeping sister. And she's a bit dis disappointed, as well as concerned. She can't seem to grasp that babies are fairly low maintenance compared to kids her age, because the first year, they expend quite a bit of energy just growing. So they really do just need to sleep and eat. DW even uses the baby monitor to keep track of Kate's breathing, which get on, gets on Arthur's nerves. The next day, Kate is getting a bath, and all DW wants to do is help. Unfortunately, DW isn't old enough to help out in that way. She then talks to her imaginary friend, Nadine, who kind of cheers her up with her own limited wisdom. Nadine, who is technically DW's inner voice, encourages DW to step in as Arthur watches over Kate if only to show her parents that she really is capable of taking care of Kate as well. We then see Kate's meltdown from DW's perspective, which is basically the last scene from Arthur's baby, where he eventually burps Kate, and Kate then starts to love him as her big brother. I mean, I guess she always has loved her older siblings, and she still does, but Arthur just needed a little help seeing that. DW's disappointment in having Kate as her sister turns into jealousy, because Arthur now has more confidence to take care of Kate. Luckily, DW gets a little ego boost when she finds out that she's sharing her room with Kate. Well, maybe that wasn't going to go exactly how she wanted it. When Kate finally does sleep in DW's room, DW has to deal with Kate's crying, and the fact that her room will probably have that baby smell for a while. Safe to say that, because she always focuses on getting scolded, and the attention is diverted to Kate, that DW is just not happy with Kate anymore. And the Tibble twins suggest that DW blames every bad thing on Kate. DW even blames a demolition of a building on Kate. 
After getting in trouble for blaming Kate again, DW comes up with another plan to get rid of Kate by trying to sell her at the garage sale. Jeez, I can kind of see why these people don't like her. I mean, I never really liked her either. Anyways, we get a play out of Grandma Thora calling DW's bluff. Subtly, of course. DW wants to run away from home. She even packed her toy barn with cloth scraps or cheese or something that's easily broken, I guess cheap fabric. And then she goes to her grandma's house and asks if she can, if she can drive her to the island. Grandma Thora even gets a boat and rows their butts towards the island. Granted, she tries to convince DW to stay all the way. And if her words are so easy to take, why did she even get the boat to begin with? Couldn't she just talk to her granddaughter out of not running away without, you know, rowing a boat to an island? Needless to say, I don't think my grandparents would be so eager to do something like that. And to be fair, they would try to prevent that as much as possible since my oldest sibling actually did run away from home when I was around 6 or 8 years old. But I don't really want to open that particular can of worms just yet, so I'll try to end this episode on a more happier note. I do want to genuinely open up a conversation with all of you who've been willing to give this podcast a shot. I have a Discord channel opened right now, and the links will be in the description as well as links to social media. I am also planning on uploading all of these to the new channel on YouTube uh, called Madmo Mods. I want to know what you think of the series so far, though. What's your favorite episode, or who is your favorite character? And I, may, and I may mention it in a future episode. As always, stay cool and stay safe.